Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. It was established to reassure Germany in the run-up to creating the euro in 1999. It's been flouted by most member states of the eurozone and its nickname was the Stupidity Pact. What am I talking about? The Growth and Stability Pact. The idea was simple. Don't let countries in the eurozone borrow too much or run up too much long-term debt. But is the Growth and Stability Pact defunct in light of pooled borrowing within the eurozone and multiple bailouts? Let's speak now to Benoit Lallemont, who joins me from Finance Watch in Brussels. Good morning, Benoit. Good morning, Joe. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. Let's start with the current situation, Benoit. The European Commission has extended the suspension of the Growth and Stability Pact. Why is that significant? That is, that is right, Joe. So, so indeed, these rules have been in place for about 40 years now. And uh, since the, the beginning of the pandemic in, in 2020, the rules have been suspended uh, to allow member states to to spend more and, and respond to the pandemic. That, that um, suspension has been now extended uh, until at least 2023 to, uh, again, allow member states to uh, face the consequences, the economic consequences of the, the war in Ukraine. Uh, this shows, if anything, that the, the rules are not uh, fit for purpose anymore. You know, rules that you are forced to suspend whenever something happened in the real world uh, are not rules that are that are still, um, you know, a- adapted to the to what's going on. Yeah, going back to the creation of the Growth and Stability Pact, um, it made sense at the time to reassure Germans who um, were set to give up the precious and strong and stable Deutschmark in order to join with much weaker currencies, which included the Irish punt at the time. That's right, absolutely. But but even at the time, though, um, as, as you just alluded to, these rules were somehow political, right? The, the, the rules have been described as, as quite, you know, almost scientific, um, where, in fact, they, they, there was a lot of ideology into it, as you just alluded to, and 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 and, and Germany was a driving factor. Uh, the, the figures, as you know, the, the limits of 3% on government's deficits and 60% debt-to-GDP ratio are very largely artificial. So they, they were set without, uh, again, a scientific basis. Uh, the, the world has largely evolved now. And so uh, we what, what we call for is not just to keep these rules suspended until 23, but make sure they don't come back in the current form. So there is a debate, thank God, at, at European level right now to uh, profoundly uh, reform these rules so that if and when they come back, uh, they are actually apt to allow governments to uh, spend uh, to uh, as, as they should uh, to build long-term resilience and not just face uh, you know, short-term crisis after short-term crisis. Uh, I remember when the rules were formed, Benoit, um, it, it was set at 3% and 60%, as you say, um, but then they changed it to converging towards 3% budget deficit and converging down to 60% overall debt. And that was clearly to accommodate Italy. They wanted a big country like Italy, but the Italian lira, as it was then, uh, was notoriously weak and the debt levels in Italy were so notoriously high. So as you say, it was a total political project, but it managed to stabilise things in Italy. And we've had multiple crises since then, and Italy has remained within the Eurozone. 
No, absolutely. You're right. I mean, you know, you need conversions when, when you have a monetary union and you don't have a proper fiscal union, or if you like an, an EU finance minister, you need some, some rules to coordinate fiscal policy. So absolutely, some rules are necessary. But as you just alluded to, you need rules that adapt to uh, the, the realities of each country, adapt to the economic cycles and the fact that we live uh, in a different world. Uh, and so you can design these rules in a way that, again, allow uh, governments today to face the, the challenges that we know, the, the environmental challenge, the, the social challenge, um, and, and ensure this convergence is, is much more flexible. Um, so, so let's see what happens. But, but again, you know, and we, we, we ran a poll with uh, Irish people, which shows that a majority of the population actually, so, you know, quote unquote, normal people understand and, and support that these rules need to change. Uh, about 74% of Irish people, for example, uh, worry about the potential impact of austerity uh, should these rules come back uh, as such and, and, and favor uh, more flexibility going forward uh, to adapt to the uh, ecological transition, et cetera. So, so really, there's, there's a lot of democratic support for these rules to adapt to the real world, and, and we hope this is going to happen uh, in the next few months. Uh, speaking about adapting to the real world, um, Ukraine, which is a large country, is hoping to join the European Union. It may take years, uh, and they will be obliged to consider joining the euro. And, of course, they have massive, massive problems, uh, and they will need to be considered in terms of flexibility if they're going to join the euro and give up their own currency. Absolutely. But as you said, you know, it's Ukraine. I mean, different countries have faced uh, different situations over the past few years being imposed uh, drastic austerity. You, you see the potential uh, political consequences of that. Uh, also, frankly, it doesn't make uh, a lot of economic sense. Uh, and, 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 and austerity uh, hurts the weakest in society. So, um, you know, there are different ways, as we said, to, to, to ensure conversions. Uh, and so, so, you know, thank God the discussion uh, within uh, the ministries of finance of the, the member states right now is is going towards, I think, adapting these rules so that if and when they come back as of 23, uh, they, they allow this, this conversions to be to be performed in a way that is, uh, again, respecting the specificities of each economy uh, so that the, this conversion is, is long lasting and doesn't create uh, an unwanted effects. Merci bien, Benoit. That's Benoit Lallemand from the Finance Watch think tank in Brussels. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.